Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I don't like Mondays, I want to shoot. school man 1979 that song went uh, number one for four consecutive weeks uh sir is that sir bob geldoff of the boomtown rats i believe it is of course he later would put on uh, live aid and uh a unique uh, what a interesting uh, career uh, he had i don't like mondays i think you're about to love mondays uh this is oilers now which is brought to you by world of spas uh bob stoffy here along with brendan escott he uh, co-produces a show with us in our team our technical producer is Kellen Kennedy, and it is officially MACT on Mondays. Former Oilers player, head coach, and general manager Craig Matavis joining us in studio for a contract equipment, Canada's premium heavy equipment dealer with rental and sales. And we welcome to the 630 Chad Studios, the city south side, uh, a man who is. Uh, Worked in a variety of roles for the Edmonton Oilers north of 20 years, Craig McTavish. He was in St. Louis last season as an assistant coach. Are you just? Are you officially retired now as a coach? I mean, you're in your 60s or, yeah, or, or early can, or mid 60s, something early, mid-60s. like that. Can I, get I don't like Mondays either, stuff. Because I got to come in here and spend an hour with you. But uh, well, we're going to have some fun during that hour, and I am. Uh, Really looking forward to it. So, uh, yeah, thanks to Contract Equipment for uh, getting me in here, and I'm looking forward to it. All right, it's going to be good. Uh, hey, you still can do some coaching because uh, a guy that your former re- roommate Ian Herbers is at the University of Alberta. They practice in the mornings, Mac T. So, it wouldn't be a conflict between the stuff that you're doing with us and the stuff you're going to do with NHL Hockey and Rogers Sports. That I'm just trying to make some things happen. I, I, I do anything for Herbie. He's he, my old roommate. Uh, he's a when good he guy. Played for the Oilers, he's the best. But uh, as Mark Messier used to say about people like me in this stage of my career, uh, Mac T, you've probably lost your fastball. So I think the coaching days are over. The fastball is gone. Well, I think the listeners are hoping you still got the fastball, to be frank with you, Mac T. And they don't mind if you send back a couple of brushback pitches. Uh, Sounds way. good. There we go. Uh, here's what we got rolling today. Uh, Brendan's going to be jumping in and out of the show at various different times. I will tell you that Daily Faceoffs, Frank Saravalli will join us at 6.05. He's one of the most plugged in men in the business for the horses and horse race. Racing Alberta, and a reminder that you can experience live standard red racing at Century Mile Racetrack and Casino every Friday and Saturday. For more, head to thehorses.com. Of course, you can text us at any time at 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you always wanted. Uh, on the Ashley Fine Floors text line, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, or head to ashleyfinefloors.com for more information. The River Cree Resort Casino Hotline is 780-496-0063. Don't miss Sunday buffets at the River Cree featuring all you can eat snow crab legs and other seafood favorites just uh, $69.99 per person book your table at the rivercreeresort.com i want to mention that we are going to do an event that you can be a part of at the river cree 
7 o'clock on the 7th, October the 7th, and it involves Oilers head coach Jay Woodcroft. And uh, more deets coming down the path on that. I may have already jumped the queue and not necessarily got that approved by, uh, I, I think it's approved by the Oilers or Ched, but anyhow, it's going to take place. So uh, Jay Woodcroft, who has the second best record in the National Hockey League since coming aboard as the head coach of the Edmonton Oilers on February the 10th of 2022 when he replaced the guy. But, you- but the best team. <laughs> <laughs> He's got the best team? Yeah, I, I think he does, yeah. You think he now has a ball? Well, that's a I great, do. That's yeah. a great place to start. Our top story for Legacy Heating and Cooling, whether it's heating or cooling you need, uh, Steve and Bobby and the gang at Legacy, get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how they build a Legacy, Legacy Heating and Cooling. You said it. Do you think the Edmonton Oilers have the best team this year heading into the start of the season? I do. If I had to pick a team that I wanted to watch on a day-to-day basis, it would absolutely be the Edmonton Oilers. And uh, I really feel uh, that they're driven by the right guy. And he's a, he's a serious hockey player. And uh, he's brought a level of seriousness to the group that leaders do. And I think this is a really driven team and I think they're going to, I would suspect they will win this year. All right. well uh, that's music to everyone's ears here. I mean, I would block slap shots in the nude if it meant something, if the Edmonton Oilers winning the Stanley Cup. It's a visual nobody wants yeah, to see. That's, yeah, I, I'm not going there. But, but, but I'm, <laughs> telling you, I'm telling you, guys yeah. would do that to win the cup, wouldn't they? I mean, they would. I remember Sean Horkoff against the Detroit uh, Red Wings, I think, at the end of game five in Detroit, and he threw his face down in front of a puck with three seconds left, a smothered right. shot. That's, that's what's required. Um, you said it. You think the Oilers are the favorite to win the Stanley Cup. Think about when you took over as general manager in April of 2013 and how hard it was to get guys to come here at that time. I remember because the draft that year was in New Jersey. The next year in 14, it was in Philadelphia. I think that's when you sat down and met with Pouliot and Mark Fain. Um, and, uh, you know, when you were the Oilers at that time, you had to overturn and overpay. And now you have a situation where Connor Brown signs for the league minimum with a, a bonus to, to sign an Edmonton. He's got 27 contract offers from other teams in the league, and he's choosing Edmonton. The orders get Hyman. The orders get Evander Kane. Eckholm sits there and goes, yeah, no problem. I'm coming to Edmonton and then stays here. It really is a completely different time. How much of that is a byproduct of getting a little bit lucky in 2015 and getting Connor and then watching Connor and Leon evolve to being two of the best players in the world? Well, it's a total byproduct of both those things. And, uh, you know, I used to say to people, I don't remember anybody uh, scoffing at coming to the city of Edmonton in the mid-'80s when Gretzky and Messier and the gang was winning Stanley Cups. It was a very sought-after destination for a lot of players because, as you know, in this game, there's there's weather and there's winning. And I don't care how good the weather is, if you're not winning, it's torture. Uh, The expectations are high in every city. And it's all about winning. And the more you win, the more enjoyment you're going to get out of the game. So in the 80s, Edmonton, much like it is now, is a destination point because you know playing with the types of players that we have here in Edmonton that your stats... love it. We. Yeah. Still an oiler, right? You were blue for a year, but you're still an oiler. Yeah. 
Yeah. But but uh, I mean that's another story. I mean I liked you go to New York and you know you're walking in the supermarket and they'll say you guys weren't that good last night and you go to Edmonton and it's like hey we weren't that good last night or we were good last night and it's a community owned team for sure and I very much uh, am a huge fan. Uh, yeah. But but a great destination and all these players that come here, uh, Zach Hyman who I absolutely love as a player. Um, I mean the stats. Your stats are going to raise, rise. You know, we talked about Mike Krushnitsky playing with Gretzky and Curry, where he had 43 goals, and you know I don't think he got many more than 20 after that. But right. Your stats are going to go up. You're going to win games. You're going to enjoy it, and you got a chance to win. A really good chance to win. Iconic players, generational players like Connor, like Leon, they win championships. I mean, you put. Connor obviously in the same category as Gretzky, Lemieux, Crosby, those guys, they all win. And and Connor will definitely win. That's music to the ears of every Edmonton Oilers fan out there listening right now on Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer with you. Craig McTavish, Mac T on Mondays again, presented by Contract Equipment, Canada's premium equipment dealer with rental and sales. That's the tease. We'll get to the main course in a second. You're listening to Oilers Now. Mac T on Mondays again, presented by Contract Equipment Canada's premium heavy equipment dealer with rental and sales. Bob Stoffer with you, along with Brendan Escott, Kellen Kennedy, Craig McTavish, a longtime Edmonton Oilers player, head coach, and uh, general manager, winner of, let's see, uh, 87, 88, 90, 94, four Stanley Cups. I was in Prince George when you guys won in 94, and I had an Alberta crew with me, and we were all cheering for the Oilers, and, or for the ex Oilers, yeah, the seven yeah, X Oilers. Yeah. It was gold man when you guys ended up winning in game seven that was a, a one, of, one of these days not today because today's about Edmonton but one of these days we'll tell some stories about that 1914 and you can educate me on just how awesome that was let's get to it you kind of hinted on something there you said when you have players that are of the McDavid and dry settle caliber inevitably they win they always do the difference between where Edmonton's at today than two years ago Zach Hyman Evander Kane and Matthias Ekholm. Like those are three yeah. substantive ads for the hockey club. Your thoughts? Well, absolutely. I mean, Ekholm was an unbelievable ad. You just those players are never available, and uh, I mean, they come with a high price tag. But in the situation we're in now, uh, it was uh, price well worth paying. And I just I love the character of these guys. I mean, they're good hockey players. Hyman, uh, Ekholm for sure. Kane has come in here and done exactly what he needed to do to right his ship and uh, get himself on the on the right path. He's done great things here in the community and uh, has made a great addition to the hockey club too as well. But uh, Hyman is an unbelievable character. I just I love the interviews that he gives. He always deflects to the team. He says the right things. He's got great perspective, and that resonates in the in the locker room too as well i mean what's leadership leadership really is uh somebody that can add the right the best perspective at different different times whether you need the team to relax or you need the team to get more motivated more serious those guys do that and uh at home i don't know well as a person uh nor do i know uh hyman that well as a person either but i've got a little bit more uh uh, material on him since he's been here a little bit longer, but Ekholm, just to me, he cl- checks all the boxes, and he's totally selfless, and that's 
that's the type of character that you need to win. And when I, not to go down memory road too, too much, but in the 80s, you just, I just expected that all teams would have that level of character because we had it. But subsequently, from when I've seen other teams, that was a unique group of characters. And uh, I mean, I always give Kevin a lot of credit for uh, uh, the cohesiveness of the group. And there was never any jealousy between Mark or Wayne. And uh, that's that's that stuff's taken for granted, but it shouldn't be now. Yeah, the most account, like as an observer around the team on a day-to-day basis, Craig, for the last year sixteen for me, uh, just when you watch the work, like the best people work relentlessly at their craft. Doesn't matter what they do, if they want to be good. They're all in, and they're constantly grinding away. And like we have Saravalli coming up at six oh five. He's working it. Like he makes, yeah. you know, Elliot Friedman. Sa- same with Elliot. Yeah, right? I know like him the, better than uh, Savali, Frank. But uh, yeah, they, they're they're always on. There's a price to pay to right. be that right and tapped that, in. And so, you know, and my job is is to be have a feel for the Oilers. But what's been amazing to watch is just the transition of the team, even over the last couple of years. Like, you know, Hyman. I mean, he's got, he's set career highs in back-to-back years, 27 and 36 goals, 83 points. Like, if you put a Team Canada to get together today, he's on that team. Like, Because there's nothing he can't do. Right. Well. Right. Like, I mean, he may not have the offensive talent that the elite of the elite have, but they don't have the overall depth to the game that he has. Right. And uh, it's that depth that I, I love, the net front, the taking the puck to the yeah. net. Screening the goalie, driving the puck again to the net, uh, he, penalty killing. I mean, he can check. His angles are excellent. He's, he's a good 200-foot. Uh, well, Mike Babcock loved him, right? Like, that yeah. was his, that was Bab's favorite player was Zach Hyman. Evander Kane, you know, there was a lot of stuff on Evander prior to coming to Edmonton. Uh, and and you, you talked about the community stuff for all three of those guys that have come aboard here. I mean, Zach today was available out at, for, for the Oilers uh, golf tournament, which, you know, they auctioned those spots off with the players. And uh, Zach was the player that spoke, and it was partially for the Stelter Fund. And uh, Evander has been all or all over northern Alberta this summer and doing events. And then Matthias Hecklem didn't go back to Sweden. He stayed. He did multiple events. In Evander's case, I mean, he he has a severed wrist tendon, comes back, and in his second game, fights Brady Kachuk. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? Like, you know, and he's like, well, because you you have to know they told him not to fight coming off that injury. He took the fight, and I was, you know, it was a good fight. Like, and Brady's a lot tougher than Matt. Like, Matt's a hell of a player. Brady's a hell of a player, too, but Brady's Brady's tough. tough. I remember at the draft table... When we were interviewing Brady, we talked to him, not the draft table, but at the combine. Yeah. And uh, I said, well, you come to Edmonton, if we draft you to come to Edmonton, what happens uh, when uh, you play Calgary? And he, he, he was pretty specific about what he was going to do to his brother. <laughs> and, uh, you know, yeah, a guy like that with that level of competitiveness, I mean, that, that, the whole, that Ottawa franchise turned around the minute they drafted that to Chuck kid. Yeah. Yeah. Completely. He loves to play. He's got an infectious personality, smiling all the time. And when they drafted him, the, the fortunes of that franchise changed. That's a great point. Craig Metavis joining us right now. So the Oilers are in a situation, you're saying they're a favorite. I think they win one of the next two years. It's time. I think that they've gone. Th- 
Were you a little bit fr- like when you watched the Vegas series? And, and I mean, I I had like four or five points for me where I looked like I thought Edmonton lost the series in the margins. And part of the reason why Jeff Jackson's being brought in, and I there's already been a, a couple changes made. Uh, there might be another announcement in the next couple weeks on on a, on an area that needed to be upgraded a little bit. Have anything to do with broadcasting, Bob? Or I know no, it's no, pretty hard. Good, pretty good there. <laughs> unless unless you want to tell me something. I don't know. <laughs> Party's too little, soon. Too soon, yes. Too soon. It's been a tough summer too for a soon. lot of guys. But uh, no, unfortunately, Edmontonians can't be that fortunate. <laughs> but uh, no, like, uh, you know, I, I, you, look, you, you look at the – I mean, you guys and you're, you're with the Oilers, you lost in 86. You lost four times to Calgary on a horribly – Unlucky goal with Steve Smith. Not one guy blames Steve Smith on that play. Not one guy on your team. And you guys came back the next year, and that was your best team. I don't care what anybody says. The 86-87 team was better than the 84-85 team. I realize you came in the summer of 85. But, uh, you know, and and I didn't expect the team to win in 90. I didn't after the way you lost in 88-89. But do you learn from losing, I guess, is the question I have for you. Does it make you better for the next chance you get? Well, yeah, it's, I mean, experience is what you get right after you need it. And uh, uh, so it's valuable. Experience is, is, is valuable. And you, you know, you can, you're better set to pinpoint your weaknesses. I don't think there was ever a series or a playoff series that I was involved in where we got beat that I could say I played well. Uh, the better teams expose the weaknesses. And when those weaknesses are exposed, you have to, you have to fill them, and uh, that's management's job, and that's what uh, Kenny Holland's uh, done so well and put us in such a great position to win. Yeah, well, and again, uh, he took over a 25th place team. The Oilers have been eighth in the league since he's been the GM. Again, Jay, since February 10th of 2022, has had the second best record in the National Hockey League. Connor and Leon are 1-2 in scoring in the regular season the last two years. They're 1-2 in scoring in the playoffs. And that's the other thing. They've pretty, like, I think Austin Matthews is a hell of a player. Okay, I think he's he's right there with Leon. Like, he's no worse than the second or third best player in the league. But Matthews and Marner haven't been nearly as productive as McDavid and Dreisaitl have been in Edmonton. Now, Leon's a lot bigger man, and I wonder if Leon's style in the regular season is more transitional to the playoffs because he engages guys physically with how he plays the game, whereas, because we all know the physicality. Yeah, Marner not so much. Right, and the game ramps up. Super talent, though. Yeah, unbelievable. Absolute talent. I've seen them a lot play, the Toronto play a lot. They were one of my teams when I was scouting a bit for the Oilers, too, so I saw them a lot, and there was always a lot of criticism of Marner, and I, I just didn't get it because that guy is... He, he's an elite winger. He's good. He's but re- is he as good as Leon? No. And that no, tandem no, has... No way. To this, and that's something that Brad Trailerman's going to have to... Like, I'd like nothing more to see Edmonton and Toronto in the Stanley Cup final. I think that'd be awesome. For, yeah. Of course, I'm Canadian for the National Hockey League, you know. Uh, but all that being said, we, you know, we know the Oilers' top guys are going to be there. We've yet to see whether or not Toronto's top... The funny thing is, Craig, they should they should have beaten Tampa Bay two years ago, and they didn't. They shouldn't have beaten Tampa Bay this year. Tampa Bay outplayed them all three games in Tampa. 
and Toronto won all three games right. in overtime. I agree, and that happens. And they should they should have beat Montreal the, the, when, when Montreal beat them. That, right. that they 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 were the better team. There's for no sure question there. about that. When we come back, Mac T hinted to it. He talked a bit about Ken Holland still has some work to do. Somehow, I think it's the uh, bottom six that we're going to be looking at, and we're also going to talk about the importance of a goaltender bouncing back as well. We will head off to a global news weather traffic update uh, with Randy Kelburn, Craig. Tavish is our guest. He's our Oilers Now headliner today for Wilhock Beef Jerky. You're listening to Oilers Now.